Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to a April 4th Tuesday night edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I am your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer from the Associated Press, Blazers Edge, and former Blazers Beat writer at the Bank of the Columbian. Welcome back to Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we have a wide variety of shows covering NFL, NBA, college sports, uh, women's basketball, uh, wide variety of stuff that you should definitely check out. Lots of sports that we cover over on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And of course, this dedicated feed for your trailblazers, Locked On Blazers. And the Blazers are are in a rough spot right now. And that rough spot uh, got even a little... More rough, I guess, uh, in a not really a great transition there on, on that one. But yeah, Portland not in a great spot at the moment. They lose tonight in pretty. Uh, they had they had a run, uh, and and it wasn't a wire to wire win in the in the true sense of a wire to wire win. Uh, they made a run. Around the second quarter, but after that, the Jazz regained control again. After they had a phenomenal start, I believe they started off uh, 11-0. Uh, did the uh, Jazz so that put the Blazers in a hole very early. Part of that uh, early start and that poor start for the Blazers was Noah Vonleh, who got the start for the Blazers. At center, and they moved Aminu back into the starting lineup. Uh, so Vonley was in at center, which they've done some of uh, against mostly opposing teams' second units, but never against a guy like Rudy Gobert. And they went to that lineup. Vonley got in foul trouble very early, picking up two fouls in the first couple of minutes, and uh, that didn't help things. They were struggling at that point as well. Myers Leonard comes into the game. Uh, it he did uh, uh, knock down some shots eventually uh, towards the end of the quarter there, and uh, but but uh, he just you know that no one really was able to get the Blazers back into that space that place that they needed to be in uh, to close the game. And Lillard and McCollum. Uh, 
McCollum did have a, a, a nice game, bounce back game, though he didn't make a three pointer, which is uh, not common for him. And Lillard had another rough night. Lillard was five of twenty from the field. He had sixteen points, three assists, and two rebounds. McCollum, on the other hand, was eleven of twenty two, zero of three from three, as I mentioned, with no three pointers, twenty five points to lead the Blazers. And Aminu uh, in the start uh, had 11 points as the, the kind of the third leading scorer, but they did not get uh, the contributions that they had from everyone on the roster that they got against Minnesota on a night when Lillard McCollum didn't have it going. Tonight McCollum had it going. Lillard didn't have it going. And then the supporting cast uh, altogether just didn't have it going. I made uh, a point of looking at Portland's defensive rebounding after the the last two games because their defensive rebounding was really bad and off the charts bad. It wouldn't even, you know, it's not even last place in the league. It would be way worse than last place. The way they were grabbing defensive rebounds in the first two games will say they did a better job of that tonight. They weren't quite so bad. They were, they went from off the charts bad to, uh, just regular worst in the league bad. Uh, I, I know that doesn't sound very good, but it's like a 6% jump in defensive rebounding percentage, which uh, it, it, that's good. I mean, it's, it's a good thing that they were able to tighten that up a little bit, but rebounding only matters so much when you can't make any shots. And, uh, credit to the Jazz defense. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Gobert at the rim is a major presence. And then uh, defensively, even though they don't have George Hill in the starting lineup as the starting point guard who has given Lillard fits before just with his long arms and gives everyone fits because he's such a good defender, You know, Exum is also a bigger guy uh, at point guard than you're used to seeing at that spot. So you have lots of guys with lots of size, for the Jazz, and they are also very disciplined at imposing their pace on you. They do a really good job of slowing things down, being methodical, running through their offense, and uh, they just picked the Blazers apart tonight on in in that respect of the game. Uh, they shot 53% from the field, 56% from three. So that is obviously going to lead to a lot of success. Portland is go- definitely going to lose the rebounding battle when the opponent is, is shooting that well. All right, but in terms of percentage, they were at 75 tonight in defensive rebounding percentage. Uh, and the offensive rebounding was not bad, but not quite as good uh, in this one as it had been the last couple of games, which you're, you know, two teams that are not the Utah Jazz, who are a good team, really helped their cause for home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs, uh, and, and a team that's going to be a, a really t- tough out uh, for th- the Clippers in the playoffs. I think uh, even though they are inexperienced and it's going to be their first playoff series, if they face the Clippers in that series – and they get home court, uh, they have as good of a chance as as the Clippers do to win that series. And with the home court, uh, you know, I probably pick them to win just because their defense is so consistent and they, they run through their offensive. Well, I think Hayward is really 
stepped into his own, uh, and also the way the Clippers are playing. But at the same time, I did pick the Clippers as like my sleeper finals team, and so part of me doesn't want to bet against them. But tonight, it just was just a reminder, all that aside, that the Utah Jazz are a really good basketball team, and against a Blazers team that they know is uh, not very good right now and weak in areas where they are strong, uh, they took advantage of that. And, and Gobert was phenomenal tonight. He had 20 points, 11 rebounds, and three blocks, not to mention uh, how many times he deterred the Blazers at the rim and, and just made shots that are – really good shots against everybody else into bad ones against him. So uh, Gobert, probably a big reason behind the Lillard 5 of 20 night. I think three games in and with four games to go, I guess, uh, the one of the big takeaways for me in the post-Nurkic uh, era this final stretch of the season is that Lillard's not getting that separation that he was getting uh, with those Nurkic screens. And that I think is, is hurting him a little bit. Uh, he was getting a little bit more breathing room on those uh, pick and rolls, getting a lot more space to, to step into a three. And now I think that that space is obviously uh, is closing. So, uh, a tough loss for the Blazers tonight. Also, the defense tonight just was not there, not where it needed to be. Uh, I think that the way that they started the game obviously really hurt them. Credit to the Jazz for starting defensively. And then uh, I think Myers Leonard defensively just didn't bring enough on that end early on. Uh, and that that hurt on that stretch as well. But Portland did make a run. Uh, they they did tie the game in the second quarter, uh, and they were able to 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 get a little action going. But then the starters and the big minute guys for Utah came back in. They were able to push the lead, and their size was really able to take advantage of Portland's lack of size. Uh, again, at the start of the third quarter, Vonley again picking up cheap fouls. And, and really hurting the Blazers when they need him out there uh, because he has played well in the minutes that he's played and that small ball those small ball units have worked well. So you, you want to see what that looks like. And I think that's the, that was the idea behind Stotts starting Vonley, but it's all for naught if Vonley is going to get in foul trouble. And this is a role that he's not accustomed to. Like being the starting center is not something that Noah Vonley uh, was signed up for or, or that anybody did. And uh, it's going to be time for him to adjust. And, and that's something that he just has to get used to. And so will he make that change in these final four games? I don't know. That's kind of, uh, but that's the ask right now. That's, that's what the Blazers have to do that, to get into the playoffs is, they have to figure out a really weird situation with a roster that is really not equipped for this. Let's be let's be frank. I mean, the the way the roster is now with all the injuries, uh, this is not your ideal team. But uh, they have time to figure that out, and their schedule has 
given them the good fortune of finishing the season with four home games. So while they're not going to have a lot of space in between these final four games, they will at least have the comfort of being at home, and maybe that would be enough to 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 get them some wins to get them into the playoffs. And they're going to need those because Denver won tonight in a pretty dramatic game between uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans down in New Orleans. Uh, the Nuggets win that game 134-131, and now Portland's lead is uh, down to a half game with four games to go. Now remember that uh, while Portland's lead is down to a half game, Denver has to win the eight seed outright. So they have to finish with a better record than Portland. Like that is just, they have, so because the tiebreakers are in Portland's favor, Denver has to make sure that they have more wins in Portland at the end of the season, which uh, is what it comes down to. So now tiebreakers, because uh, oftentimes for races like this, it, it comes down to tiebreakers. And I think it's going to go down to the end of the season uh, with four games to go. Denver gets a big win tonight. The Pelicans really, I, I think, almost had that game. I watched uh, the end of that game. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins made some big plays with some big shots, a nice assist to to. Anthony Davis for a bucket down the stretch as well. But Drew Holiday had a couple of uh, just unfortunate turnovers and mistakes down at the end of the game, uh, especially when they were down by one, uh, I believe it was, and they didn't even get a shot at the, at the, at the basket to win the game. So uh, that was tough for Dent, for New Orleans. That eliminates them officially. So, that's, I guess, good news for the Blazers because uh, in a hypothetical scenario that if the, the Pelicans were able to win out and Portland would lose enough games uh, and, and Portland would lose their remaining games, then uh, and, and Denver finished with the same record, there was a scenario where the Pelicans, because of season series tiebreakers and all that stuff, would be the team that gets in. But now that scenario's gone, not going to happen, don't have to hear about it anymore. It's just Portland and Denver, which is really what it's been the entire time. But it and you know, it's, it's not over till it's over. And now the Pelicans' playoff hopes are over. And now it is down to Portland and Denver after that win tonight. Portland uh, again, very fortunate that they have uh, four home games to finish the season. Uh, one of those is going to be against the Spurs, and maybe that's a game where they rest. Not to say that that's a guaranteed win, but uh, you, you take a glance over at the Nuggets schedule, and they have it uh, a little bit harder uh, because they've got at Houston tomorrow on a back-to-back, which is not uh, an easy game. And then you have New Orleans again, which while – they are out of it, may want to exact revenge and ruin their season. And we've already seen Damian Lillard <laughs> lobby the Pelicans to 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 play harder against the Nuggets. So uh, by by that I mean Damian Lillard texted Tim Frazier and 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 Demarcus Cousins or 
I think it was DeMarcus Cousins that they needed in that game or Anthony Davis. I, I don't remember which one of those two guys, but, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that helps, but, and then they finished the season with two road games at Dallas, uh, and at Oklahoma city. Uh, the Oklahoma city situation is, is interesting because they, uh, are, are kind of locked into their seed now. So, uh, I mean, they're not locked in. There is a, a possibility, mathematically, that Memphis may catch them, but they're unlikely to catch the Clippers at this point. So now, when you look at that schedule now, I think in terms of you know metrics and measurements, you're thinking, okay, well, playing Oklahoma City twice in the final week of the season is a thing that goes in Portland's favor, but the way the standings have started to shake out, uh, they're going to be very close here to locking their playoff seed in for good. And Westbrook already sealed the 10 rebound, uh, record tonight. And, uh, I think he's, I, and so you already have that. So the triple double thing, the triple double average is, is also going to be wrapped up, uh, probably by the time, they face Denver. So uh, now those Oklahoma city games uh, are a little bit more interesting and a little bit scarier for Portland, I think, because now those games where you would have thought uh, looking at the schedule, you know, will the thunder, you know, need those games uh, because it looked like all those teams were kind of bunched up, but Memphis has really slipped and and the Clippers uh, have have done enough to separate themselves from Oklahoma City to uh, create enough space for them. It, it, they're they're two and a half games ahead of Oklahoma City for the five six, uh, and and Oklahoma City has two and a half games on Memphis for the six seven battle. So uh, their seed is going to be locked in, I think. Westbrook could very well just want to. Uh, get those stats up and and just keep uh keep that season going to see how far he can push this and i guess that is the best hope uh that portland has uh in those in those two oklahoma city games for for denver but it those games like i said uh not i think not i don't think they're as tough as they were when we looked at them a couple of weeks ago and the standings weren't the way they are right now and now with new orleans losing this game you know, that obviously makes their incentive to try a little bit less, but maybe again, as I mentioned earlier, they could play spoiler and then Dallas, uh, they're out of it as well. But, uh, a team that, you know, is well coached and may want to ruin a season. And so, uh, they'll have that opportunity, but, uh, I think Denver is in a, in a, a good spot considering the way the Blazers are right now. They are just not in a good way. They're not, uh, they're they're obviously not very sure of themselves at this point, uh, because they are a new team. They are uh, a team that uh, has to relearn everything again. And uh, they started with another new starting lineup tonight after Leonard uh, got Leonard effectively got benched tonight. And so they tried a new starting lineup with Vonley, but then Vonley gets in foul trouble. And so that kind of messes things up. And then you have to bring Myers back. And uh, 
And by that point, you're already losing 9-0. And it, it was just bad from the jump tonight for the Blazers. And so uh, we'll see if they can figure it out. They've got time and they've got home, which, as you know, for this for this Blazers team, not just this year, but over the years, home has always been uh, a much a much kinder place uh, to the Blazers. Uh, they're 22 and 15 at home this season, which is a really good record at home. It's almost as good as Memphis's home record. Uh, and even though they've had their fair share of struggles at home this year and this team is a different team and they're not playing the Phoenix suns, uh, you know, these are going to be very tough games. And and just the way that they're playing right now, they're going to have to scratch and claw and have a game where they shoot out of their minds. They're going to have to have that game. They're, they're going to have to have one of those games where they just, you know, everything clicks. and Because the way the roster is right now, it's just not, it's just not very easy. Uh, and there are ways where that can improve. You know, Myers Leonard, you could see him respond better uh in a home game situation uh being back home maybe that's something that helps his performance out maybe uh that that energy just kind of buoys them maybe gets them playing at a faster pace i'm not sure but uh minnesota and utah once again coming up uh very soon they've got minnesota uh on thursday and then they've got utah on saturday Again, two big teams, just like we saw already. So we'll see what adjustments, if any, the Blazers can really make at this point. I'm not sure how many there are. I think playing small is going to be a, a thing that they're going to be doing. And, and Vonley obviously, is going to have to play better. But like I said off the last episode, Myers Leonard has to play better. He's not, you know, he's very frustrating. Uh, but, you know, he's shown that he can play better than this. And, 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 uh, he needs to if the Blazers are going to turn it around, and because there, there's no way to get around, you know, needing some some minutes from him, and so uh, because because the teams that they're going to be playing these next two games are just too big to go without, and I and I think you're just going to need Myers Leonard to play a little bit better, and I think he can. Uh, the the opportunities there, opportunities there for Vonley, but Vonley's got to play smarter. This isn't uh, he. One of the things that Nurkic really helped with was the fact that, you know, he was kind of a safety net for a lot of guys. And I think for Vonley, he, he was kind of that safety net where, and, and Vonley's kind of been that his whole career, where it was like, well, it didn't really matter how many fouls Vonley got because they didn't need him to play 30 minutes. Well, now they do. And that's uh, an adjustment for him, I'm sure. So, uh, but again, something that, needs to get done if they want to make the playoffs. I, I don't think that they're going to – if if Vonley and Leonard don't play better, and so that's Vonley staying on the court, and that's Leonard knocking down shots, rebounding, boxing out. He, he had good moments with that tonight, but he needs to do it consistently. And so if, if they can get uh, – if they but if they don't get a little bit of that bump from those guys – 
down the stretch of this, I don't care who they play. I don't care where they play. They're not going to win if they don't get a little bit more out of those guys. And uh, I think it's possible. I think that, you know, they're NBA players. They're here for a reason. They're not, uh, you know, they're not just scrubs off the street. And I think that, you know, Vonley's obviously shown that uh, over the past month. And, uh, you know, Leonard uh, has a real, really big opportunity again. So uh, the season isn't over. They uh, have a lead still for that eight seed. They're a half game up. Uh, Denver has five games to go. Portland has four games to go. So they're still in the driver's seat. And Denver has a back-to-back at Houston tomorrow, so their lead could still be at their lead could be at one game after tomorrow. So that would definitely help them. However, just the way that they've played, the way that they've looked, they're still trying to figure themselves out. They're just a really undersized team right now that is learning how to cope with that. And it and, and we'll see if they will figure that out. And I I, I don't I don't know that they will. Uh, Big win for Denver tonight on the road. Got to say that that was really close for them. Uh, and, a, and, a, and an important win for Utah as well in, in this one. Taking care of business. They were pretty shorthanded as well. It must be said. It wasn't as if uh, Utah was here with, with the full wrecking crew. Uh, they didn't have favors. They didn't have Rodney Hood. But uh, it didn't really matter. Gordon Hayward had 30 points, four rebounds, and I mentioned Gobert's line, and then they had a bunch of guys have good games off the bench. Hayward uh, really was just able to kind of settle in in the, in the mid-range, and, and a lot of guys on the Jazz were able to settle in in the mid-range uh, a lot because I think uh, you know Leonard was hanging back a little bit uh, at times, and uh, I know that they've been hanging back a little bit more, but there just wasn't enough activity, I don't think, at the point of attack for the Blazers' defense to really have success and really bother any of those Jazz shots. I thought, uh, you know, they, they ran their offense well. They were methodical. They ran, they controlled the pace. They did a lot of good things. But I Portland, at the point of attack on a lot of things, they just, especially in pick and rolls, they just did not uh, do a good enough job. So uh, they need to clean that up. And they also need to shoot better and and they shot 23% from 3 tonight they shot under 40% part of that is due to the jazz their length their size but at the same time uh portland can shoot better they can do a better job of getting good shots they again couple of things that they've done over these past couple of games they kept a turnover battle in their favor which they did again tonight And, you know, they're getting a good amount of threes. They just haven't been making them. So if they can keep that up, keep continuing that free-flowing style of play, I, like I said, I like the style of play, but it is it is a hard adjustment, and you are giving up a lot of things. But to make up for those things that you give up, you have to kill it in the areas that you're really trying to kill. And that, when you're going small, it's got to be three-point shooting. It's got to be being able to switch on defense. It's, you know, being able to outrun teams and 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 kind of change the game and make them play your game and uh 
it's been hard for them to do that. I think part of the reason that's been hard is that Lillard has had just a couple of rough games and uh, they need him to, to get out of it. And whether that's getting him off the ball more, uh, trying to do some, some other things to, to create for him without Nurkic in the middle. Maybe that was part of the reason again, that Vonley was out there because Vonley is a good screener, but they've got to do some other things to, to try and get Lillard going. I think they will. Uh, because I think that's kind of the start of everything. And uh, it's hard for them to win when he's not going. It's hard for other guys to get going when he's not going. And uh, they're going to need him to, to kind of turn it around. And it, he, he had a great month of March. Player of the month was well-deserved. But uh, they just the Blazers have another mountain to climb now uh, in this final week of the season. And they're going to need Dame. They're going to need CJ uh, to get them there. Uh, CJ had a nice game tonight. Dame uh, struggling recently over these past couple of games. So if he can turn it around, that will help. But uh, like I said, the Blazers have to hit a lot of things. They have to make sure a lot of things go right. And they just can't have things like an 11-0 start, things like a guy pick their starting center when, you know, the when the when their starting center that they're trying to change the lineup in picks up two fouls and then you got to go back to the to a different lineup and it, it, they've got to figure that out they 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 can't have those types of mistakes they have to play uh pretty much near flawless in a lot of the aspects that they can excel in like shoot three point shooting turnovers all that stuff so uh can they make enough changes on that on those things uh, before these next two games and before this season is over in four games. This is going to be really hard. This is probably going to go down to the wire, and it's crazy because a week ago I was here talking about how insane the Nurkic win was, that win over Denver, how it looked like they were going to be a playoff team. Even after that uh, Rockets game on Thursday, you had Mike D'Antoni talk about how, Blazers are, how the Blazers are going to be uh, trouble in the playoffs and now we are eight days away from the season a week if you're listening to this on Wednesday Portland has a half game lead and it's like we're back where we started so uh, it's going to be very very tight here down the stretch uh, for this eight seed race it's going to be exciting unfortunately these two teams don't play each other but there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching there's going to be all that type of stuff so we will give Denver updates throughout uh, these uh, last few weeks of the season to keep you posted on what's going on with that eight seed. Because uh, suddenly, after it looked like we, we, we kind of had it settled, uh, it's not so settled anymore. And just because uh, this is also a potential scenario, as it stands right now, there are five teams in the NBA with 40 losses. Portland is one of them. If the season ended today, they would have the 15th pick in the NBA draft, but if they slipped out, they would have the 13th or 14th. So uh, another thing to keep an eye on uh, with the standings in these final weeks of the season. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Audioboom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. All that stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. 
and follow the podcast at Locked On Blazers on Twitter. Until next time, uh, the Blazers are off for a day, and then they come home to face the Minnesota Timberwolves on Thursday at the Moda Center. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.